Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Living Room Logic. This is Spread the Good, a weekly mini-series brought to you by Living Room Logic, where we talk about things like the progress to normalcy during the COVID-19 pandemic. How important it is to be compassionate. And answer questions from our socials at Living Room Logic. Come find us to join the conversation. Hey lads, Aidan here. Just a quick disclaimer before the episode. We actually forgot to mention in the recording, because we're silly, that at about 22 minutes, we've put in a really cool experiment. I've written and Andrew has recorded with his luscious voice a mindful walking experience that you can listen to while you go out on a walk whether you're in a city or in nature and you can enjoy it and it might help you become a little bit more mindful and a little bit more present we talk about that in today's episode as well as all the good facts about the end of the pandemic i hope you enjoy Welcome back to another episode and sadly our last episode of our mini-series Spread the Good where we talk about everything to do with Covid and how we're going to get out of this mess. So Andrew has some really interesting data that he wants to share with us about what has happened over the past few months. Um, So Andrew, tell us what you got. What do you have for us? Man, I will tell you. And you know what? How you just said you're sad. That's the end of spread the good. I'm really not. <laughs> I'm, I am absolutely because you know what it means when all the more of these things which have started up to kind of communicate COVID and stuff. Once they start ending, it's a good sign. Yeah, like it is a good sign. So like, what, what I want to start off with is just to kind of um, go alongside this ending I want to talk about the progress. I want to talk about the stats in Ireland from the height of this wave that we're just coming towards the end of and towards the down of Mm -hmm. and to where we are now. So on the 17th of January, the 14-day incidence was 1,492 per 100k. And now it is 129 per 100k cases of COVID. The peak five-day average in Ireland was 6,867, and the current is 431. Mm -hmm. The peak hospital admissions in one day was 1,982, and currently there are only 127 people in hospital with COVID. And at the peak of the ICU admissions in this wave, it was 193, whilst currently it is at 44. That's huge. Those decreases are a testament to how far we've come, mm-hmm. you know, and like we're we're not out of the woods yet. But man, you you just have to love hearing the smaller number and the closer date. <laughs> yeah, I know it's it's so appreciated, and like again, we're doing well as a country because we've the seventh lowest incidence in Europe. 
Mm. Right. And, you know, there are countries doing better than us, but it includes like Malta, Liechtenstein, Iceland. You know, there, there are countries which for which have much significantly lower populations, populations yeah. which makes it a lot easier to cut uh, COVID cases and cut contacts mm-hmm. altogether. So we're we're one of the best performing countries in Europe. No doubt it's helped by the fact that we're an island. We're at 129 cases per 100k. Countries like Sweden, uh, Lithuania, they're both over 550 cases per 100k. Holland, 483, and France at 335. So, you know, I think we have to count our blessings here that we're actually doing quite well and that we're seeing the country reopen. But a lot of places in Europe really aren't. Mm Mm-hmm. Vaccinations. Now, the vaccination data has been kind of quiet because of the whole uh, cyber scare. And that has made the uh, getting the data a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I do. Ha- I, I did get some of the stats. So we're the seventh best performing country in Europe. So we have the seventh lowest cases and we're the seventh best performing in vaccinations. I wonder if it's connected, mm. um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. So uh, th- this weekend before that you're just listening to, we're expected to hit the 50 percent of the people in the country having their first dose, which is, again, such a class. milestone, such a good yeah. milestone. Yeah. So we're expected to hit that 50 percent this weekend. Right. Uh, The only countries doing better than us is like Hungary, Malta, Iceland, Finland, Germany. And these are countries that either are tiny or countries with superb healthcare infrastructure that Mm -hmm. are just they're ahead of us. And there's there's no um, point pretending like Ireland has a good health infrastructure because we don't. Yeah. Uh, So we're really outperforming. But like we're we're hitting 50 percent this weekend. And there's countries like Bulgaria, Latvia, like Bulgaria is at 13 percent. Latvia is at 23.5 percent. Greece is at 36 percent. Like there's countries a lot behind us. Yeah. In this. So I I think there's there's a lot there's a lot to compare between Ireland and countries like Greece. We're very similar in many ways in our size, population, how bad we are with our money. (laughs) The reason I'm bringing it up is more so because I I think we get frustrated looking abroad and seeing like people going to parties and stuff like that. But we're definitely on the upper end of this. Like there Mm. are probably more countries looking at Ireland jealous that we can go training, that we are getting like pints outdoors next week and stuff like that. There are way more countries behind us than there are in front of us. Yeah. Um, so that's just it's just something to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Something I really liked was the age breakdown of the first dose of the vaccinations. Um, so like in people over 85, 98 percent of them have their first dose. Wow. 98 percent of every single human in Ireland who is over 85 has one dose of the vaccine. People between 70 and 85, 97 percent of them have that first dose. People between 60 and 69, 89%. People between 50 and 59, 68%. People between 40 and 49, now we hit the lower of 21%. And people under 30, 39, it's about 15%. Mm-hmm. So like these lower numbers, we haven't even started really vaccinating these brackets Well, they yet. haven't the, even been registered properly to exactly. get their vaccine. So that's incredible that it's even that high for those lower age groups. Yeah, I think it's to do with um, a lot of healthcare workers, a lot of frontline workers in, in these age groups, which mm-hmm. is why there's any percent at all. And anyone uh, with underlying health conditions. 
Yeah, and honestly, I think it's quite amazing. Like the what what stands out to me is the eighty nine percent in the sixty to sixty nine bracket because that was only like two weeks ago <laughs> or something crazy like that. It was it's only been two three weeks maybe since they opened up the vaccines for these people, and it's at eighty nine percent of all people between sixty and sixty nine. I just think that's nuts. Yeah, it's so cool. To put it shortly, all the latest data about the variants is that the vaccines are grand. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like the Indian variant. Get your vaccine, no problem. Yeah. Easy peasy. Um, there's a little bit of concern around the South African variant, but uh, there's not enough data to make that decision because most countries have kind of not let the South African variant into their country, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Lastly, I'm just going to go through the reopening in bullet speed, okay, to kind of figure out what's going on. So from today, the hotels and B&Bs will be opening up if you want to, you know, go on a weekend away. Um, <laughs> the From June 7th, we're going to get indoor visits between two people from two households. We're going to get the pints outside, which we're all looking forward to. Outdoor hospitality will be back. We'll be getting gyms back. We'll be getting pools back. Cinema, theatres, sports matches, uh, hurling, ga, everything like that will be allowed to have uh, 100 fans. In stadiums with more than 5,000 capacity, it'll be 200 fans. Mm -hmm. And we'll be getting weddings back with 25 people allowed from June 7th. So we're getting a social life back. We're getting some sort of social life back, and I think we're all dying for that. So then a month later, July 5th, we're getting indoor sport. Okay, so like people who who love their basketball, netball, all that kind of stuff, they'll be able to go back training. I'm Mm -hmm. sure they're looking forward to that too. Mm. Indoor hospitality, you know, just uh, in time for the August rain. uh, We'll be getting pints inside again uh, from July 5th. We'll be allowed 200 people at matches with 500 in big stadiums and then the wedding capacity will be pumped up to 50. From July 19th, this is big news, is that international travel will be invited back again. Mm. Okay, People will be allowed to travel to and from Ireland from July 19th if they have a PCR test. That's negative, right? But there will still be a hotel quarantine but only from countries which have variants of interest or concern. Mm-hmm. So what's to keep in mind with this is that you might book your tickets from a country that doesn't have a variant of concern. You will not have to do the hotel quarantine. And then the week before, there could be a case in your country, which Ireland will then put you on the uh, variant of concern list. So you have list. to be aware of that. Aware of that. Like um, the likelihood is low, but... If you're coming from that country, you will be told you will have to go into a hotel to quarantine for two weeks because of this variant. It'll cost you two grand. That's crap. But at the same time, these kind of strict rules is why Ireland's doing pretty decent. And then from August 2nd, there's nothing big. It's just 100 people at weddings. So there'll be some great parties then and quarter capacity at stadiums. And honestly, things are looking up. (laughs) Things are looking good. Got to say. Yeah, by August time now, I'm I'm so excited to see how much is open. And I think by the time that we have those things, we have outdoor, we have our gyms and everything back, we're able to move around a bit more. Mm. I think then people will feel a lot less isolated and this sort of yeah, stuff I that we've so. been talking about in the kind of second half of our episodes. All these mental health problems that people are having, the chance that they can just see their friends and family, like that's all people want. They're not asking for much. They're just asking yeah. for for that that sort of a small win, you know. So thank God for for this next part of the episode, Andrew. I just wanted to talk a little bit about a thing called mindfulness 
and we spoke about it before a little bit in in some of the other episodes but i i just wanted to have a small chat about it me not being an expert at all about mindfulness or meditation or any of this stuff but me being someone who really benefits from it it's such a nice way of getting yourself out of your head if you're overthinking or something like that if you're someone Mm. who is quite anxious or anything like that mindfulness is like a, a tool that you can use to kind of get yourself back into your body and back into your senses and just be a little bit more present yeah so i've only practiced say mindfulness or or meditation if i fall into a dip or something like that in my mental health i say oh well i should probably check in on myself and start doing these again to help me and um i just wanted to give some examples because like i really don't know why the hell this stuff works but i i just (laughs) know that it does and it helped me so it might help other people you know i just want to give this example when i was in the middle of my phd I was uh, kind of isolated in my in my lab. I was just me in my in this in this lab in in NUIG campus, and no one was really using it that year. I did that for months. I'd say four or five months straight of of nine to five, Monday to Friday, on my own, and it was mm. quite isolating. So I found ways to kind of combat that, and and it's it's going to sound daft, but like I I found ways to like appreciate the good things in my day. Such as, I would go down to a sandwich bar down the road, get my favourite roll and coffee and whatever, bring it back and sit down. And instead of listening to something, listening to a YouTube video or scrolling on Instagram while I'm eating, I just sat down and I just actually smelled the roll i tasted the roll i took a sip of drink you know with every bite and i was like mm, that was bloody tasty this I is brought have to you sponsored by centra <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> no <laughs> it's a great ad <laughs> yeah words roll galway love you um and and this is just an example of mm. when you're eating lunch or when you're eating dinner i do this so much where i'm just thinking i'm i'm thinking about all the things that i have to worry about Uh, maybe in the future or something that I did earlier on the day that I wish I did differently something like that I'm not there so that sort of stuff really helps and then I took that kind of to the next level now I mean you know we're back in isolation and I'm I'm living out in the back arse of nowhere and I'm going on these these really lovely nature walks just to clear my head like you know and when I'm on these walks I actually find that if I don't listen to music and I just listen to the sounds while when I'm going on the walk, I'm listening to the birds, I'm listening to Jesus, there's actually church bells like way off in the distance. You, you kind of look at stuff that's close to you. And so you're like, oh, cool. There's like shrubs on either side mm. of the road. I wonder how long the road's been there. When was that put down? That's kind of cool. How many people have walked on the road? There's a big oak tree there. How old is that? It's probably like 100 years, 80 years old. Yeah. How many people have walked p- past that? That's kind of cool. It sounds a bit daft, but just trying to give your, give yourself a sense of perspective as to what the hell is actually around you. And then you can look at things close to you, look at things far away, take a breath, actually smell what is in the air, you know, because so many times we just don't pay attention to these things because they're so normal. The, the next step of that then is meditation 
and anyone who hasn't tried to do a meditation just thinks it's kind of like <laughs> if your legs crossed and you're floating under a tree or something a, a yogi <laughs> and you're bald like you know but it's actually so so simple yeah and again this isn't us endorsing any of this stuff but there's apps out there that guide you through a meditation if you have no idea what you're doing and they're really helpful and you'll know if you look up if you mm. type in meditation on your on your app store you'll find it really all meditation is, is is you're just taking a moment to stop thinking about everything that you are either anticipating or looking back on that you wanted to change and you're just ta- you're literally really focusing but softly on your on your breath and on everything around you just where you are if you're sitting in a room you're just like listening to there might be a faint sound of birds Mm. in the background there might be a car going by your house and then you're like oh okay i'll go back to thinking about my breathing again that's kind of rhythmic and that's kind of relaxing and just by taking five minutes of sitting down and doing absolutely well you would say it's doing nothing but you're actually really focusing on your body and your senses it's weird it's really good for you it's very relaxing you know it's one of those things that uh harps back Mm. to something we discussed in like season one at some point i can't remember exactly when but i think we're at times as a species a little too smart we're not we're not ready to be as smart as we are and we get a lot of Mm -hmm. feelings like anxiety over things we conjure in our head You know, anxiety is designed to get us away from tigers. It's designed to get Mm -hmm. us out of sticky situations, real sticky situations that we need to escape. And yet we we kind of construct this problem in our mind, this future potential problem, Mm -hmm. and then have very real visceral reactions to it, you know. And I think a lot of mindfulness brings you out of that future feeling and you realize that the person who's sitting there panicking about something which may or may not happen is actually someone under a lovely roof in a lovely warm house in a lovely comfy bed (laughs) surrounded by cookies and biscuits with able to just watch a movie or some Disney and you realize oh actually it's okay (laughs) you know actually right now I am fine that's the that's the meat of meditation that's the meat of mindfulness it's to kind of remind you actually no you are, you're fine. You're in a good spot and it calms you down. And like like you were saying there, you, fi- you find it best with listening to nature. I think I find it best when I, I almost can't think. I love that moment mm-hmm. of maybe like if I'm running, uh, if I'm playing sport. When I'm training, I'm not a notions close to thinking about, I don't know, paying the bills yeah. or doing an exam or an assessment or a, something I, I have a deadline. I'm not thinking about that. Mm-hmm. More often than not, I am desperately grasping onto the next breath because I'm so unfit. <laughs> like I, I, And that forces me into the moment. And what, what it does is it, it just pulls me out. In, in those moments, I have no false anxiety. I have mm-hmm. no f- conjured sadness. I have nothing. I have frustration. You know, I, I'm competitive. I have frustration. 
But it, it comes and goes. It's a natural response to a real frustration that I deal with and move on, yeah. which is very healthy because, you know, I'm too busy trying to breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Try. But, and, it's and, also I, mo- and it's also motivating you to put, to put in that next sprint to get to exactly. whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. Exactly. And another thing that I do that, um, again, it's not exactly meditation, but I find when I'm playing guitar or music, when I'm playing, I need to focus mm. on what I'm playing. Mm-hmm. And or if I'm singing to myself in my room or something that sounds very sad when I put it that way, but it's <laughs> not. It's a very happy experience. I'm yeah, very yeah, happy. Yeah. Happy doing that. And yeah. uh, in the, in those moments, like if I'm playing like Paul Simon or something, to be honest, I'm trying to make sure I don't mess up. <laughs> I'm like, I want to make this sound good. I don't want mm-hmm. to take the piss. I, I, I'm enjoying playing it and making it sound good. Mm-hmm. And again, that pulls me into the moment. And I don't have any of these future conjured anxieties. I don't have any of that. And it, it helped. And then when I finish playing, again, it's one of those moments where I literally just take the guitar off my knee, put it on the bed, and I realize... I'm a human sitting in a bed in a nice roof with all this stuff near me yeah. and it's and it's fine and I can go back to my problems and I'm kind of looking at them from the outside like if I had to write a paper or something it was again I was coming from the outside and I almost have a giggle of like although this is like important to me career wise it's kind of silly at the same time that this is important at all you notice your own your own anxiety and you kind of not make fun of it but you just notice that you contextualize it. Yeah. You, you realize, look, I maybe this will suck and I will still wake up tomorrow and nothing will change. <laughs> yeah. And I'll you still know? be alive and I'll still be healthy and I'll yeah. still be fine. Yeah, the important things will not change at all. I, I think people can take stuff from this because we're never taught any of that in school, like at all, no. you know. No. And And I think especially young people, do you know, even people our age, like, you know, me and you are in our mid-twenties. Oh, God, don't say that. Anyway, go on. Yeah. And yet we're only now learning about this stuff, you know. So for someone who's maybe 18 or 20 or something like that, and you're you're out there living your life, enjoying it, but you're also pro- right now probably finding it, if you're in Ireland, find it very difficult. Mm-hmm. Have a think about this stuff, try and bring yourself out of your head a bit and realize that you can actually have these very kind of in your body moments, present moments where when you focus on your body, it actually helps you stop worrying for a moment, you know? For sure. Everyone, look, that was an absolute delight. Uh, Really happy to have finished up the episode on that. Andrew gave you some encouraging news about how we're going to get out of this. And... Just a reminder, you know, if none of that mindfulness or meditation stuff works, please look at the the earlier episodes where we do talk about professional supports and stuff for mental health, because that stuff Mm -hmm. is also extremely important. If you need to talk to someone, please do. I'm really glad that we did this. I think it's nice and I think it's great that it's ending. I think the fact that we can end it is a really hopeful sign. I think the only thing I would say is 
get excited for season two. Uh, I'm I'm so buzzed to get back yes. to normal with the podcast because like we we enjoyed doing this. I think it was really important. I think it was a nice thing we did. We have some really killer episodes lined up for season two, and like we have loads of them made already. And I'm so buzzed to start releasing them around July. I think so. That'll be great. That'll be class. Okay, everyone, get excited for season two of Living Room Logic. God bless you. For the next few minutes, I want you to come on a walk with me. This mindful exercise is meant to get you out of your mind for a few minutes and back into your body, back into your senses. If you're outside, then you'll be able to get the most out of this exercise. But don't worry if you're inside. You can still follow along and imagine you're on your favourite walk. Maybe you're walking down a country lane or on a lakeside trail. Maybe you're strolling through a park or making your way through a bustling cityscape. You can be mindful wherever you are. So to start, find a place where you can take a quick moment just to stand still, placing your feet about shoulder width apart, standing up straight but relaxed, and your weight spread between your feet. Now take a second to focus on the soles of your feet, feeling the weight of your body pressing down, really becoming aware of that contact with the ground. As you feel that contact of your feet on the ground, your presence in space, begin to take a deep breath into the nose and out of the mouth, letting your body relax and soften as you do so. Take another breath in, noticing the cool air filling your lungs and giving you energy as you breathe out again. As you return to normal breath, start walking at a natural pace, whatever is comfortable to you. As you walk, begin to notice the space around you. Notice what you can see, what you can hear, and what you can smell. Notice maybe the temperature of the air, how the air feels on your skin, and the movement of your clothes just checking in on your senses. Maybe this is somewhere that you've walked before. Maybe it's somewhere new. But try to really notice what's around you. Not necessarily by looking around, but by taking in the whole environment. Maybe there are buildings, maybe there are trees, or maybe cars. What's the light like? And as you walk, just center in on one thing one object you can see and really think about how it came to be there today. Did it grow or was it built? How long has it been there? How many people have passed it and for how many years? Just building a history of that object in your mind. If you find yourself distracted, that's okay. Just keep tuning into objects around you, imagining their history and how you may fit into it. As you continue to walk, starting to notice as well the movement of the body, so not walking in a different way than usual, and at a comfortable pace, just start to notice how the different parts of the body move. Not just the lower half of the body, not just the legs and the feet, but also the chest, the stomach, the back the arms and the hands. 
So noticing how the entire body moves as the body walks. Noticing any areas of tension or discomfort. Not changing anything, just acknowledging them as you bring attention a little more into the lower half of your body now. Settling into the rhythm of the legs moving backwards and forwards. All this time still aware of everything around you that you can see, hear, smell and touch. But resting that attention in that rhythm, that movement of the legs. And as you become more aware of that movement in the legs, starting to notice that movement in the feet as well. And in particular, that sensation as the foot strikes the ground. One foot followed by the next. Noticing the sensation as it presses down and lifts off. Presses down and lifts off. That's going to be our focus of attention. That's going to be our anchor that helps us maintain that feeling of being present, being grounded. We're still aware of everything around us, still taking in everything around us. But just knowing that if we get distracted, perhaps by thinking in the mind or by something that we see in that moment, if it feels unhelpful in some way, just letting go of that distracting thought and coming back to that sensation as you walk along at a comfortable pace, just continuing in that way. And again, remember, if at any stage you get distracted, just seeing the distraction, letting it go, and bringing the attention back again, coming back to that feeling of your feet pressing on the ground in front of you, one followed by the next. A sense of reassurance in the body and the mind, feeling a little more grounded, and a sense of being more engaged, better able to take in the world around you, as you continue to walk in the same way, for as long as you want. Just one foot, followed by the next.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.